0: Our concern at Christmas time is whether our lights and decorations match the neighbors. Okay? How are our decorations compared to the neighbors? We put up lights all around the house, uh, gives us a warm feeling, but we sit and wonder about our decorations. Children, will they remember them? Our grandchildren, will, will, we, will they remember them? Especially at this time of year, right? It's all about lights. John chapter 1. John uh, the Baptist was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. Light. World War II veteran, actually met him down in Wichita, Kansas, 40 years ago when I was starting my ministry. Mentioned him on Wednesday at the Advent service. I asked the veteran, 85 years of age thereabout, I asked him what the greatest moment in his life was. And I thought he was going to say the day he got married, his his wedding day, or the day that the, the babies came. Or the day the grandchildren came, I thought that's what he was going to mention. Or I figured he would mention something about the war. The day the war came to an end, he did not mention that. He mentioned the fact that he had carried the torch in the Olympics, 1926. He had carried the torch in the Olympics. They had put names in a bowl and... and uh, His name was chosen along with five others. And that Olympic torch, which is always lit there in Olympia, Greece, and whatever nation is holding the Olympics, be it winter or summer, that uh, torch gets there by boat or by plane. And when it lands, there are people there. And sometimes there are up to 2,000 people that get to carry the Olympic torch, and sometimes there are only 500 people that get to carry that torch he said that that was the greatest honor he had in his life. Greatest moment. John was not the light. His greatest honor was to bear witness to the light. And here comes Jesus' very first sermon he ever preached. Matthew five sixteen. He says, You're the light of the world. And then he says, let that light in you shine forth. That others may see that light in you. And then give glory and praise to God. That at that moment, in whatever darkness they were going through, you came, sent by God, and you brought his light to them. And I dare say they spoke to other people and said, God sent an angel today, and that angel was you or me. Even as in times of darkness that we go through, God seems to send angels, does he not? You pray, say, God be with me, God be with me, God be with me. And are you looking in the right direction for his being with you? Because his being with you can take the form of another person. God is not going to appear, not going to stand in front of you and say, here I am. I'm with you in the storm, but he will send people to be that light. And that's what he's talking about in Matthew 25. When you were hungry, when you were hungry because some storm, some darkness had come into your life, when you were hungry because you felt so alone in the midst of, I was just diagnosed with cancer, I just lost my job, I got three kids. When you were so alone, Someone came and fed you when you were hungry. They came knocking on your door or they sent an email or they made a phone call or someone at work, someone on the commuter train, you who you've never talked to, and all of a sudden on that particular day, he's sitting in the seat right next to you. What is that? That's God. And what is he doing? He's sending a light. And that light is sitting right next to you on that commuter train. Your parents are going through a very difficult time and, And you can barely get up to go. It's your senior year in high school, but you can care less. You know, your parents are going through a difficult time. Or maybe your mom or dad has been diagnosed with cancer. You can barely get out of bed. And you're standing there at your locker. And this person, you've been to school with them for four years. You haven't said a word to them. They haven't said a word to you. And on this particular day, as you're standing at your locker, someone is tapping you on the shoulder. And they are saying to you, something doesn't seem right. Can I talk with you? And at that moment in that high school, the person that you've seen for four years and and you just pass them by as if they didn't exist and they pass you by as if you didn't exist at that particular moment. God's light shone through. They were there. Were you ever hungry? Were you ever thirsty? Darkness was so deep you actually forgot about God. The darkness was so deep that you were actually cursing God. The darkness was so deep that your friends were encouraging you, walk away from him. We've told you that he doesn't exist. And now you're finally getting it. If this darkness in your life, if he really cared, he'd be there. Were you hungry ever in your life? Were you thirsty ever in your life? Were you naked ever in your life? Were you sick? Were you in prison ever in your life? Because God had disappeared. Darkness had been so great. And did an angel come? Not with wings, but with shoes and jeans and shirt on. Did an angel come? Were you ever that angel? Someone else. Dr. Alex DeYoung is retiring. It's emotional for me, for Connie, his retiring. He has health issues. He's 71. There are three significant times in my life where Alex DeYoung was an angel from God. Once when I was 36, Fifteen years ago today was when John was diagnosed with brain cancer. Fifteen years ago, today, this day, December 15th. And I remember calling him and saying there's something terribly wrong with John out in South Dakota, terribly wrong. He said, Paul, Paul, just stay calm as soon as the plane lands. I'm already going to have everything set up at Baylor's Hospital. You just bring him straight there. There were two occasions during his illness that I talked with Alex DeYoung. Were they long discussions? No. No, they were about three or four minutes. But so powerful a light from God through his lips. Three minutes did the trick. I remembered for a lifetime. Light. I love the story about the man who's going down to the basement. I've shared it every three or four years. He goes down to the basement and sees a bunch of potatoes in the corner of the basement. when he turns on the light, he sees there are sprouts on the potatoes. And he's absolutely freaking out. You know, how can there be sprouts on the potatoes? There's no light down here. And as he's standing there, the sun is setting. And the sun goes through the basement window as tiny and dirty as it is. Cobwebs all over the place. The light goes through that little window and it hits a copper kettle that his wife has hanging from the rafter. Brightly polished copper kettle, and the light goes through that dirty old window and hits the kettle, and it's reflected onto the potatoes for a grand total of three minutes. And the potatoes sprouts. His greatest honor was to carry the torch in the Olympics, Our greatest honor. When we put a smile on someone's face. A warmth in their hearts. Because our light saw the hungry and fed them. The thirsty gave them drink. The naked put clothes on them. The sick and in prison. And we visited them. When you get to heaven... Will someone say to you, do you remember that day? You won't remember it at all in the course of the long life God has given you. They will remember it. And when I get to heaven, I'll go up to people and say, Alex the Young, do you remember that day? You say, Paul, I had a thousand patients. I can't remember one single moment. Well you will. Your greatest honor on earth is the greatest task that we have. God's light shining for us. Help me with this at chapel on Wednesday at the Advent services. They didn't have any luck. Don't see if you guys have any luck. Okay, when I count to three, I want you to say, Candle light up, okay? Do it now, okay? One, two, three. Candle, light up. You guys are weak. Okay. I think if you stand, maybe. Okay, stand up. Okay. Say, candle, light up. Candle, light up. You can be seated. (laughs) There you go, right? Bravo. 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 There's darkness in it in us. It's sin and death and power of the devil. Okay, if you're perfect, raise the hands. If you think, whoa, whoa, who raised their hand, man? I want to talk with you. Okay, if there is sin within you, raise your hand. Amen. Okay, whatever light you bear, it is not you. John chapter three. It says about John the Baptist, what he did, he did through God. What he did, he did through God. This capital campaign, fast forward, we had a sermon four weeks ago. Whatever comes of this, it will be very clear that what comes has come from God. We ask his forgiveness. He cleans us off. He polishes us up. And through that dirty basement window, that light hits the kettle. And all Zalex needed was three minutes on three different occasions. And he was God's light. Closing word. As a child, I was living in a big old parsonage in Jasper, Minnesota. It's like a big old drafty farmhouse. And I remembered, as my bedroom was up in the attic, I remember how scared I was at night. There were strange noises at night. The coyotes all around in the cornfields and the wind when it blew through the through the farmland and the trees that were by the parsonage scratching against the windows and, and against the wood of that parsonage. Remember how terrified I was night after night. My solution... Uh, Mom and Dad, let me keep the light on all night, and they said that's not going to fly. That ain't going to happen. I'd have the light on, and when I woke up uh, a couple hours later, the light would be off, and there would be all the noises. You know what I did? My mom would give me a nickel every week to to buy candy with. She'd give me a nickel every week, and instead of buying candy every week, I saved up that nickel week after week after week after week. And after, I don't know, it's been so long ago, after X number of weeks and stretching into months, I bought a flashlight. Bought a tiny little flashlight. And I kept that flashlight on all night. Did my mom and dad know it? Yes, they knew it because they could see it through my sheets, all right? They could see that light. They were very kind because when the batteries would die out, they bought me batteries for my little flashlight. As I grew older, I came to understand that there were other types of darkness. Darkness of depression, of loneliness, of despair, of unemployment, of illness, loss of a loved one, addiction, low self-esteem. The darknesses of cancer and Alzheimer's and MS and the car accident that left her diminished in her capabilities. As I grew older, I come to understand that there are darknesses in the mental and physical and emotional and social realms. One light in that darkness, not your personality, not your athletic skills, not your musical skills, not your gift for gab, not your presence in the room that lights everyone up. There is one light in you. And it becomes ignited when God's Spirit comes. And when His Spirit comes, it flows out like rushing waters. Flows out like rushing waters. God said, let there be light. And there was light. When the services are over this morning and all these lights are turned off, what happens to the electricity? It's gone. It's gone. When God said, let there be light, what happened with that? Did it shut down after it had been on for an hour or two? Did it shut down after the first week of creation? When God said, let there be light, 6,000 years later, it's still streaming out and it lands in you, you. And you, and you, and you, and you, and it lands in me. Not to be kept inside, but to be delivered to others. God's light in our Savior's name. Amen. Would you rise as we pray? Heavenly Father, I saw a movie the other night. There were only five of us here. That's all right. Because the movie impacted me deeply and the rest that were there. It's a movie called Unplanned. And there is a light that shines forth in the darkness of people's lives who are touched by circumstances they wish were not there. We always pray that you confuse the enemy, whether it's in our life, in our work, on the commuter train, in our neighborhood, in the family that we've married into, whether the confusion of the enemy with regards to the national governments or the governments in this world or whether the confusion of the enemy is related to some sin that has its grip on mankind. Confuse the enemy, Lord, because the Bible says the light has come into this world's darkness and the darkness will never overcome it. When your light appears, darkness flees. Keep us strong in the faith in our Savior's name. Amen.